Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all once again today. My dad first brought this message to the pulpit September 18, 1977. Topic that night was a new person in Christ. Scripture was from the 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 17th verse. It says, when anyone is joined to Christ, he is a new being. The old is gone. The new is here. So, a new person in Christ. So, how many of you out there have ever wanted to just start over? I mean, just wanted to be a new person, a better person. Well, hopefully a better person. I mean, who hasn't? We all have at one time or another. Who hasn't had a day when they looked around at their lives and that they were leading and said to themselves, my gosh, I can do better. I have to do better. Why couldn't I have done better? And that's just making it so that it's not working right now. So what would you try to be? Now, in my case... I would probably go, and the first thing I'd try to be would be a little more extroverted. You know, I am way too introverted. I am way too happy spending time by myself. and way too happy just being alone and with my own thoughts. And you need to make sure that you're going out with people and you're communicating and that you're talking and you're participating and you're having a really good time. And hopefully then, of course, I would want to be nicer because who doesn't want to be nicer? Everybody wants to be nicer. And there are times that I think, when I look back on the way that I've acted, that I come across a little harsh. And I certainly come across as a person who has a certain way that they think things ought to be done. And, you know, I just would like to be better, you know, and and who doesn't? A person wants to try and make better decisions with their life, and they they want to make better decisions And they want to go back in time and be a new person and maybe start your life all over again and maybe just make some decisions a little differently than what you did the first time around. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that when you get to where you're at in your life, even if you went back for a second try, you'd probably end up pretty much in the same place where you are now. I mean, the butterfly effect would happen, but you would end up being kind of the person that you are now, regardless of what happens, because you are who you are. I mean, to make a truly dramatic change in your life is very, very difficult, and people tend to gravitate in certain directions and actions. So can you really make a change in your life? Well, maybe you can. Maybe you can make little changes. Maybe you can make some big changes. I mean, you can make some big changes like stopping drinking or stopping other habits that might be bad for your health. You can stop overreacting. You can, all those bad habits that you might have, you know, unless, of course, you know, you're playing a game like golf where all those bad habits are almost impossible to break. But I digress. The fact of the matter is, though, that Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. And he goes, I'm going to tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Now, Nicodemus took that comment quite literally. And he looked at Jesus and he goes, you got to be kidding. How can a grown man be born again? I mean, how can you enter your mother's womb and be born a second time? It's just not possible. 
So what you really have here is that this new life, this new person in Christ that we're talking about, well, that's a requirement for citizenship in God's world, in God's kingdom. That requirement is to be born again. Now, that's a tough requirement for citizenship. Now, I think of those, those of us who are people who were lucky enough to be born in the United States just by luck of being born. We're American citizens. We take it for granted. The freedoms and the opportunities that we have in this country that are pretty much unparalleled in the rest of the world. Lots of countries come close, I think, but really the United States is kind of the, the center point for those freedoms and opportunities that we have. At least me, as a citizen of the United States, think so. I might be a little biased. But the immigrants who are trying to come across our border, legally or illegally, and I'm not going to get into that discussion, but the immigrants who want to come across our border and become a U.S. citizen, they do not take that citizenship lightly. They, it is a prized possession for them to become a citizen of the United States. It is very important. It's part of what they want to achieve in their life. And, you know, it's interesting that all those things that we take for granted that are really so important to other people. And it's kind of like that with the kingdom of God. The requirement to be a citizen of God's kingdom is to be born again. But so many people who have been Christians all their life, who have been going to church all their life, who have been doing all these things all their life, they take that for granted. Christians who have grown up in the church, hopefully not everybody listening to this is someone who's grown up in the church all the time, because then it would be just talking to people like myself. But I hope that this is helping other people too. But Christians who have grown up in the church, to say that you're a born-again Christian, well, it's a comment that is bandied about, and in all honesty, it's just a comment in many times. And it's, it shows that you're a member of the church and you're trying to do right. And what does it really mean, though, to be a born-again Christian? Now, in 1977, Dad had just gone uh, through the presidential election, and Jimmy Carter had been elected president. And Jimmy Carter was a man who would, who would come out frequently and say that he was a born-again Christian. You know, that really caused a discussion among church people and non-church people about what that really means. Because some people, they take it literally, and they go, wow, you can't be born again. But the fact is, the discussion was about your spiritual being, your spiritual being reborn. And it's, it's much more easily understood when you think about it that way. Now, when Paul was preaching, got to remember, Paul was a pretty hardcore Christian. He was probably as fundamentalist Christian as you can become a fundamentalist Christian. And he basically said in 2 Corinthians, he said, when anyone is joined to Christ, he is a new being. The old is gone and the new is here. Now, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. The old life is gone. And being a born-again Christian means that the old sinful life that you used to lead was dead. It's not there anymore. And it's not going to be there anymore because you have this new life that has begun. And so when one was born again, that new love in our lives, our new life emphasis, and Jesus comes into our life offering us his love in return, 
And, you know, for our love. So what are the steps in becoming a new person? Now, think about how fundamentalist Paul was. Is that really the way that every person thinks about it? I mean, Paul was very much a fundamentalist Christian. Most people are not that rigid in the way they believe. Not good, not bad, but they're not that rigid. But there are a couple steps that you need to do in becoming a new person in Christ. The first is a spiritual rebirth, and that's recognizing that you have a need for change, and you recognize that before God. And you recognize, secondly, with God's help, you can make that change. So to become a new person, you recognize the need for change, and with God's help, you recognize that you can make the change and become a person with Christ. As we look at what's happened in our Congress over the last few months, as they struggle, struggle to govern this country, please keep praying for our leaders so that they're able to guide this country in a stable and a sane manner. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. Mm-hmm.